Good evening. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton, and we begin this evening with some words of comfort from Psalm 29, verse 11. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. We pray. O eternal God, merciful Father, as the shadows of evening lengthen, I seek the comfort of your gracious presence. I thank you for all the blessings that I have enjoyed from your bountiful goodness, for your protecting care amid many dangers, for your blessings on my work, for the love of the members of my family, for everything that has made this day a happy one in my life. I am especially grateful for your love toward me, for the forgiveness of my sins, for the assurance that you are my heavenly Father and Jesus Christ is my Savior, for the blessing of my church and for your grace, which has always been sufficient to sustain me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfied you with good and as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Yesterday, I began this part of our devotional reflection with the question, if you were going to teach someone everything they needed to know about the Christian faith, where would you begin? When Martin Luther wrote his catechism, he began with the Ten Commandments. There was a tradition of writing catechisms that began with some exploration of sin. The goal was to prepare the reader for confession. Luther's catechism has that kind of application too. It looks through the law as the Ten Commandments present it, and it shows us where we fall short of its demands. In this way, it acts like a mirror to show us our sins. In another sense, Luther's explanation of the commandments act as a curb. He begins with his explanations with a, a familiar phrase, we should fear and love God so that we do not. The curb says, do not. It says, stop here. The catechism acts as a teaching tool to inform us what we should not do. There's a third function of the law that the small catechism explores for us, and that is what we should, by God's command, do. As forgiven and redeemed children of God, living in the grace Christ has won for us, the law acts as a guide. Or as the Psalms would say, it teaches us God's ways, guides us in his paths, that we may walk in them. We should make no mistake, the law always accuses us. It is also, however, a great gift rooted in God's love for us. Like a mirror, it shows us our sins, that we might confess them and receive Jesus' forgiveness. Like a curb, it helps us to stop our sinful impulses when we live in faithful obedience. And like a guide, it shows us the way to live as forgiven children of God, loving both God and our neighbor. We pray the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer this evening, which says, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Heavenly Father, do not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask you, we ask that you would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. But you have given your Son, our Savior Jesus, to bear our sin in his body on the cross and given us forgiveness for his sake. For Jesus' sake, help us to sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Amen. Now to the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for being with me this evening. God bless your night. May he give you peaceful rest. And when you wake in the morning, please join me for a morning devotion.